Hallå och välkom. Får jag starta? You can't start. You can't say hello. Are we ready? Can we start now? This is like the fourth time we've tried to start. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's do this to this. Three. Maybe if we started with a whistle. <laughs> is that the Fox 40? I can't even blow it right. I guess you need to. Never mind. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the RSL Random Fan Podcast, episode 29, week 27 in Major League Soccer. Just a reminder, too, though, that the RSL Random Fan Podcast is the podcast for Real Salt Lake fans of every age and level of knowledge and experience. So, RSL went down to their favorite place to play, never, in the Texas. In the Texas. In the Texas. All of Texas, they've never wanted to play there, which shows up on the record usually. But they have had some decent success mm-hmm. recently. They've kind of overcome that that little bug in the matrix there. And they went to the U.S. Soccer Hall of Fame. That's where they had this game. Yeah, inside the Hall of Fame, one of the bus got broken, so they had to pay for that because they hit it with the ball. It's really sad. Right? No? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, I'm lost. Okay. Well, they're, they're playing in the Hall of Fame. Like, yeah, no, uh, like the Hall of Fame is like the north end of the stadium. It's also, not, they didn't it's go It's not in. Pizza Hut Park anymore. It used to be called Pizza Hut Park. No, it's, it's called Hall of Fame. Oh, it's Toyota. Toyota okay. Park now, yeah. So the Hall of Fame of soccer is nearby. No, it is in the stadium. It's like the north or south stands. Oh, it's kind of like the team store. Yeah, it's like built in. Like, we have a team store. It's like the team store. It's and they so have the U.S. <laughs> Soccer Hall of Fame. It's slightly bigger than our team store. But to be fair, we have an awesome team store. I mean, that's a lot to compete with. <laughs> hey, I mean, we're, you know, we talk, when we talk to Thomas, we are, you know, we're special. That's what I'm talking about. We're not, we're not sponsored by, whatchamacallit, what was that dumb company that they use? Adidas? No, remember like they had <laughs> No, they had a they had a company New Balance. <laughs> that like was, you know, like all all the team stores or the Fanatics. Same. Fanatics, yeah. Oh, yeah that's yeah. what it was. Yeah, it's not a duplicated <laughs> replicated Fanatics yeah, store. No, we're So, we have room to grow, is what you're saying. Uh, we don't have a Hall US of Fame. soccer? Yeah. No, I meant for Real Salt Lake. Oh, cuz yeah, this is too. this is the Real Salt Lake fans of every age and level of knowledge. Of soccer experience. This isn't... Dude, thanks for bringing that up. This isn't just the FC Dallas podcast. It's also not the hype train for random, you know, apps that don't work. (laughs) Absolutely. Hey, on this episode of What Grinds Bread and Gears, um, did you know... We're going to start off with that. Solid fact. Did you know KSL actually doesn't stand for Knowledge Systems Laboratories or whatever they think it's called? It's actually... His name is Kesper Suvendlagen Lindelof. Okay, he's a German guy. Mm-hmm. He was part of the Hindenburg um, development team. Um, unfortunately, he you know had a little bit of a mess up there, and uh, uh-huh. so he developed the KSL app. Is he, that what you're saying? No, no, no. <laughs> it's no. hydrogen based. No, because that was clear back in 1930. You know, this is his son. Um, yeah, and he was also part of the dream team. Who um the 19- who created the Titanic? Oh, I thought you meant the nineteen ninety four flawless dream team. Titanic. So after the, the Hindenburg, they were like, you know what? Let's jump on. We're, we're tired of flying. Let's go to ocean. And so they're like, let's let's build something. 
unsinkable. So the KSL app is double hold. Double. Well, you know, it does have. You think it'd be unsinkable? It has some Nazi, you know, sister families there. Um, (laughs) They were part of the the um, Nazi family that um, fled to Chile, um, (laughs) and finally, you know, came up through Panama and all that. They had a whole bunch of kids. Whole bunch of kids. They cloned a whole bunch of little kids. Yeah. Absolutely, um, that's why. That's why they all, they're all cross-eyed. <laughs> that's why when they're trying to make the code for the KSL app, they can't really get it. You know what I mean? They miss some important gestures there. But anyways, um, yeah, beautiful, beautifully designed, uh, well made. Um, every time I open up the app, it always says, "Are you enjoying this app?" And I put no. And then they have this wonderful. <laughs> they say, "Are and you, you wonder sure? why the app doesn't work for you?" You had to push yes. <laughs> but I'm enjoying this app immensely. <laughs> my favorite part though is like, "Are you enjoying this app?" And I go, "No." Do you want to talk to customer service? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't realize there was a hell no button. <laughs> there is. Oh, okay. It, it says heck no. It's on case. Oh, <laughs> fair point. Fair point. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, what is it about this that you hate? Where's the everything button? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, we all know KSL is probably going away. Their partnership with the Real Salt Lake is is on the rocks because of the new Apple uh, deal for next year, where everyone's going to have to get Apple TV to be able to participate in MLS, which will hopefully strengthen the brand, but also. Uh, it's nice to go to one place to get everything, but it's also, we'll see if they'll even be able to get over the air 2.2 and all that stuff. Dunnies and DJ probably won't be our guys anymore going forward. So there's a little bit of sadness in there. Um, but the happiness is that the KSL app won't we'll be, be there yeah. anymore. They'll finally retire it. Apple we'll, will figure it out in like 10 seconds how to how to do that right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if we uh, I haven't bothered to, I should do like the VPN. And, oh yeah because then you could do the espn app because espn plus blacks it out because of geofence or whatever i'm pretty sure just it's get the your KSL. icelandic vpn bro and then you're good i should I just that's what i do but it's a little late reykjavik I mean, they speak english there it's it's pretty much so anyway uh, what are you watching iceland iceland <laughs> What are you talking about? What am I watching? I'm watching, I'm watching you. <laughs> no, it's a VPN, so oh, your yeah. computer doesn't know. ESPN doesn't know that you're watching it in a blackout area. Absolutely. You know, soccer players love VPNs. And while we were talking about soccer players, so we had this game uh, on Saturday that was a oh, yeah? pretty okay game. Yeah, it was yeah. white against red, you know, classic. Which was weird because usually we're the red team in that situation. Yeah, you know, but sometimes you got to pass the torch, and that's what we did in the first six minutes. Um, and then... After that, it was just a struggle. and Well, we, we should fought. probably start with the lineup, Brent. You want to take us through that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the lineup I got Fine. off the KSL Whatever. app. I don't care. Just Let's just do that. I got off the non-Nazi KSL app. Yeah, non-Nazi? What? <laughs> Clarify that. <laughs> they haven't had Nazis work on that app in years, okay? <laughs> okay. No Nazis were harmed in making of this app, no. Anyway. <laughs> Fun fact that uh, his great ancestor, like his like two generations up, was part of uh, Christopher Columbus's uh, adventure dream team. Yeah, dream uh, team. they were the ones that brought smallpox. The 1492 to, dream team. Yeah, 1492. <laughs> um, also part of the Spanish Inquisition, um, and they were the so ones who say a Spanish Inquisition. Yeah, and uh, they were part of the reason why uh, the Mayans are extinct. I think so. that's why they called it the Inquisition. 
not yeah. the Inquisition. So. so really good family history for the KSL yeah. app. I really appreciate that. Speaking of history, do you know how long McMath's been in the league? Uh, like 11 years? Yeah, something like that. He's been oh. in for a long, long time for as young as he is. Pretty much signed as a... So we got Zach McMath in goal. And you bring that up because Zach McMath is in goal. Oh, yeah. And then our back line, uh, Herrera, Glad, Silva, Brody. Then our midfield, we got Lofosund, Ruiz, Chang, Savarino, and Maram. And then our upward and forward, over, forward is Cord of the Ova, or... Scordova is what so, they call it. So according to our lineup, we're playing a four. So this two, is and it's four, okay. Five, it, it's a rough draft. One, it's a rough draft. We kind of got two, the three. Yeah. One, two, six. What were we really playing though? It, it, you know what? It depends to on who honest, you look at. It. Four, yeah. four, two, or four, two, three, one. It if you the, look at Severino, I can never tell what we're actually playing but that's actually good because that's just complimenting him because he's able to play a little bit more free but i really hope we didn't stick to that four something four you know what i mean like where cordova's just a step in front of everybody you know what i mean like that's just the weirdest looking i just picture i I don't know that this is the best positioning for severino i i don't Mm. know that this is the best positioning for him because the last two games he's looked lost out there I, I'm like they're looking for Sava, but where is he? And we found him. Him and Chang like found each other in like the 50th minute. They're like t- for two or three plays in a row, they found each other. And I was like, okay, here we go. And then it went away. Dallas shut it down, uh, changed their formation to fit where Sava was finding space. And I mean, for a few minutes we found it, but other than that, throughout the game, it wasn't consistently good. You know what I mean? He's usually much more dangerous than that. And it to me it was just a, a miss. I think one of the things with Sava too it, that is interesting. He's a fantastic player. Might be the best player on the team. Capricorn too. So that's always good. Uh huh. And the issue is is I think we're missing one or two players to go with Sava. Right. It was kind of the same thing with mm. Cordoba when he started. Players trying to figure out how to play with other players. And I think well, not, no, not, not just play, but you know, like their best attributes. Yeah, how to understand how he plays. So I was, I'm wondering if Luna finally getting some minutes might be a great partnership with Sava, because Luna sees the game a lot like some of these other players, better players, kind of like Sava, where they see it on, on another level. Yeah, Does that I, make sense? Where I, I think they're just missing a little bit I more. I think that's cohesion. wishful thinking. It well, could so. be. It could be. If we look yeah. at the data, which you know, I'm using data. You are because sometimes I I use data. Uh, Miram is actually the most dangerous player on the team. Uh, I've been saying that for years. If, I've been saying that for years. If if we use expected assists as the key indicator, expected assists. Yeah, that's an actual stat. Assist. Yeah, and it's based upon how you get into the spacing on the field, all those things, right? There's the expected assists and expected goals. So on our team, Miram has the highest expected goals per 90 minutes. That doesn't Followed surprise by me at all. Saverino and then Ruiz. So those oh, three. Oh, gosh, we got to talk about Ruiz. So anyway, so Miram, Saverino, and then Chang. And, and not Chang, sorry. <laughs> Woo! That escalated quick. Uh, Ruiz. So Miram, Sava, and Ruiz. And I think what um, 
Pablo's trying to do is keep those three guys on the field and then surround them with players who can do the other things. And that's why Lawfelson gets so much playing time is because he's that plug, that energizer bunny, the guy that can slide out and defend on the wing. He can cut back inside. He can cover a ton of ground. He covers so much space. I love it. But at the same time, the and, and, he, and he has grit and all that. But at certain times, we're still not connecting all of those really well. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, and I, teams are noticing that, too. I think we talk about this all the time. One of the big questions that is going around on the RSL social media or people talking about RSL is Rubio Rubin, right? He gets a ton of love. Everybody wants to see Rubio Rubin, but... But his expected goals per 90 is tiny. Well, the thing is, the point with Rubio is he came in, had a big splash, and people weren't expecting it because he was new. They watch a little tape. uh, He's got a good highlight reel from last year. Yeah, in the first, he had five goals in the first seven games or something like that, and then he went three goals in the last 20-plus games of the season in the playoffs. And he's 10th in the team in expected goals per 90 minutes right now. It's because the other teams know how. You put a little pressure on striker. Ah! Put a little pressure on him, and he cannot create himself. He might be a great poacher, but that's not what he's been doing. Well, you got to ask yourself, you know, if we don't want a a good poacher, why did we sign Moose? Well, we'll find out. That's what he is. Yeah. 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 Is he an upgrade? I don't know, because I mean, I was I was thinking about that at home while I was contemplating how to destroy the KSL app. <laughs> um, you know, if we cannot find a way to make Rubio Rabin worth the money, or you know, like where, find find a way to uh, put him in a successful position, um, I think then we need to go back to the drawing board and say like, hey, what we have is not working because what we've created right now and what we've signed is not tactically not going to work. Well, I think Rub- that's what's happening is Rubin is not getting finding success, and he's obviously not doing very well in practice. I would assume because that's kind of the well, mo from is, Pablo, and right? Pablo says, "Hey, you know what? They're not doing it in in practice. They're not going to get as much playing time." But he has been given opportunities. He has over six hundred minutes this season. Even it though has, he did, it doesn't seem that way. Yeah, he, he's he's one of those you know ten fifteen minutes. He did start out with an injury early, so and yeah. didn't have some preseason. But he hasn't effectively worked himself into hmm. the starting lineup, or really given uh, to you guys this point any reason for him to be in the starting lineup. So with you have to remember, Bobby Wood might be coming back if Demir comes back, and you got Masowski. Moose that Rubin might, you know, find himself the odd man See, out. So, and I think Pablo's still trying to find consistency. Like he's played he, this lineup for he's trying a to find couple a games in a row. He's trying to be like, okay, yeah. if all else fails, this is my base. These are the players I'm putting out there. So here's the question: Minnesota on Wednesday, can we get away with not starting Miram? I right? get it. Can we? That was give a him- great Thomas the Train Engine sentence there that was great tyler thomas you're a genius can we do it yes we can sorry can we get away with giving miriam less minutes i was i was thinking about this so you know we we want sava we want ruiz and we want lawfulson right miriam can use a break i mean this guy is quality 
but you know we got to save him you know what i mean he's not well here's the thing he's probably just living on emergency all day do you save miriam and not play him on wednesday where minnesota is probably a better option to pick up points or do you leave him out and play him saturday or sunday against lafc so which game do you rotate three games this week we have a I game say- tomorrow night and the game the weekend do we rotate the wednesday game or the saturday game against the better opponent i would rotate i would i would i would take uh miram out wednesday um i felt like this game that he played with fc dallas it was a little taxing i mean he was on the ground quite a bit um he kind of had that weird little pretend scuffle with the um goalkeeper and fell down but he, he earned a penalty kick, man. Yeah, sure. For In the sec. old days of MLS, that would have been a PK. <laughs> Before <Yeah>. VAR. <laughs> Before it was very obvious that he did not win the ball. But the what, what I would like to see is I would like to see Chang out sitting or against LAFC. I would like to see Chang out. I would like to see Cordova and um, Rubio Rubin up top. And then Savarino playing that nine. And then um, Ruiz and Loffelson. And so that way we can play the two, uh, four, two, one, two, or whatever. Yeah. See, I keep wanting Sava out on the wing. I want him out on the side. Uh, it, and if that means we go to three up front, so be it, right? Rubio can cut back and defend. We can leave Loffelson up or uh, Cordoba up top. Or we can rotate them around. You know, they, they can all play interchangeably with each other and, and go with three forwards. You know, three well, that's what's. I remember we had that interview with Spencer Warren, who uh, uh, was a big proponent of the four, four, three, three. My brother, my brother, Rio man. Salt Lake. You know, and maybe that's something that they they go to. We'll see. But. Well, and if they do, they'll probably go with a more defensive midfield. So you would see Lawfulson Ruiz, and then probably slide in. You know, Mister Mustache. No, please no. Uh, if you put in Broken Beak Beasler against LAFC, <laughs> I I will stop watching these games. Okay, so Caldwell, Ruiz, and Lawfulson in the midfield. Which points would, out to the fact that they are missing that piece that would go between Ruiz and Lawfulson. Ruiz and Lawfulson. Mm-hmm. If Somebody Beasler like was fast, Cuellar that they were if, looking at. If Beasler was fast, if he was taller, if, if he was more fit, was if he was somebody else, looking. if Come it was on, a different man. ethnicity, that's, that's you know what I mean? Nice like to bees, bees is awesome. Oh my gosh, man! Uh, so anyway, some bees. anyway, so let's let's talk about the game. It didn't start off as great. RSL did uh, one of their things where they. They love to do is give up a goal early. You they know? love to do it against Dallas. You know, it's just fun to like watch Dallas and see how they play. They have, to be fair, what three national team caliber players on their attack. They've yeah. spent a lot of money in the transfer season. They spent over a million dollars just in that uh, allocation money. So well, they've good for super them, right? serious. Seven hundred thousand for their new player. There's a lot of money being thrown around. So the owner is taking it serious, and you can tell. Well, and and they did sell on uh, our national team guy over to the Blitzer team in Germany. So, I mean, they've, they've sold quite they've a sold few some, players. They've had a, they have a really good too. academy. Yeah, so, they've done well with that. Oh, nice. Yeah, but they do have Ariola, national team player, right? Right. They brought him in on the right and wing. Ferreira, and he helps. He helps set up the Pomacall, the young kid. Yeah, he apparently injured himself. He's had a horrible injury streak. And he's got, like, super thick legs. You see that kid's legs? 
No, I'm straight. Around, right, let me bro. look. They're, they're like pretty, they're, they're solid like, dice. Are they like a Grealish type of deal? They are. We're just abnormally <laughs> Him large. And Jack Grealish have similar legs. Uh, bro, yeah. he's got some calves, man. He you got know, he has to order he's special always pants. like he's always like pushing his you know shorts up and well, stuff, trying to show them off. That's all he's got. I mean, because if you look above on his head, you're like, what is that? Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's, that's the toupee you chose. It looks like a mop. It looks good to me, but everything looks good to me. <laughs> oh, your, your peach fuzz looks great. So, oh, at Toyota Park, I thought it was interesting that uh, I was looking it up. The field didn't look fantastic because they play did uh, look football trash, field. Didn't it? Yeah. They play high school football on there. Yeah. And I think there is a college team that might play there as well. But uh, Yeah, it doesn't look like the best. So, But it it's is kind of Frisco. the reverse. It is kind of the reverse where the soccer team gets... Uh, let priority. other players, other teams play on their field. Yeah, and they have priority. Yeah. The soccer team does because it is the Hall of Fame. <laughs> Living in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Here they have great, yeah. great magnets. <laughs> they have really good magnets, uh, magnets and also pins. <laughs> Make sure you get the pins, Frisco, guys. It's in Frisco, bro. It's like not even in Dallas. It's like out there a ways, right? Like, it's kind of like where Colorado built their stadium, like in Commerce City. It's like out there. It's... You know how far away the airport is from Denver? The the stadium's past the airport. <laughs> well, that was the trend, though, because you had young league, young teams, not a ton of money at the moment, so they bought land where they could. The, the focus was let's build soccer-specific stadiums, which was a great move. And now, as the league grows, they're getting bigger and better stadiums closer in. Nashville, Austin. So... So what you're saying is, if you build it, they will come is not a good oh. saying to live by because they've been they well, put they themselves in this situation. They build it, they came, and now teams are going. Now we move on. That's right. Closer, then they so did they don't. better the next time. Around. But anyways, once but Sandy, again, Sandy's great. So it's it's not too close to Salt Lake, but it's not too far. It's in the suburbs, but it's not too far away. In the springtime, you know, April twenty sixth. So it's not too hot. It's not too cold. All you need is a light jacket. Miss congeniality. Quote it. Anyways, first <laughs> what, fifteen minutes favorite? has been the Achilles' heel to Real Salt Lake. It was so bad, bro. Like we missed the header on the McMath. He kicks it really far, though. By the way, yes, Nick he Matt does. does have a he great does. kick, uh, but we did not control the kick, and we all kind of sat back and watched as the ball got around and round and round, and we didn't quite close it down. You know, the clearance just wasn't there. We we're kind of—I I don't know if you guys played this way as a kid, but like, you—you got to play to win the ball, not to poke the ball away. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, if the the player's really, really good, you just want to poke the ball away and annoy them and torment them. But it's always better to shove them out of the way and win the ball. And two, three times on that play, we tried to poke the ball away rather than win the ball away. Right? It's a different mentality. Agreed. I agree. I agree. But also... <laughs> Also, too, one of the things that Dallas does really well is connect, which is one of the weaknesses, I think, with the Real Salt Lake. Um, they connected with a couple of short passes, and before you know it, they were on the wing. And Well, really great really great movement on the ground in transition. You know what I mean? They, they, they found the right spacing up that side, and they moved really well to where they had... Ariel is crazy good that yeah, way, man. Very, very good. Yeah. But I hope he does good in the World Cup. And that's and that's so, so dumb about RSL is it didn't feel like we were threatened. 
You know what I mean? Like they didn't feel like, oh no, they could. This is a chance where they could score. You know, we were very lackluster getting back, um, and we weren't marking very well. You know, there was no. a couple of times where I saw it. I'm like, you know, just look behind you. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're, we're crowding the ball, and FC Dallas all game was so good at putting at least four people up front. They were so good, and then that's what also helped made it so we couldn't do that. You know, off the goal kick, pass it just right there. We had to, you know, dish it out super deep because FC Dallas played so high and so threatening. It's a good point, you know. It, because of that, the way to beat them is good, solid break line balls that will penetrate and get through the midfield, and then you can go and attack. Uh, but we we never quite did it. We we got close a couple times and we got a few chances, but. Again, Dallas does a good job of breaking up those plays in the midfield with only a few players, which allows their attacking players to kind of be a little bit more aggressive and stay up. Plus, they love that break, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah, didn't, didn't love that. But obviously, like, we were a step behind, you know. Ariela played in and then made that run. And Glad passed it really nicely right back to him. It was a nice give and go with him and Glad. Um <laughs> But then Brody was there to block it, and then it just squirted square across the box. Yeah, I think it even eclipsed like Ariel on the hill. Like he wasn't trying to do a little back hill redirect, but it did yeah. redirect off his heel right in front of Alasco. Who uh, so does that count as an assist? Did he get an assist on that? I don't know. I think he did. He, he might have. But yeah. uh, the thing that was interesting, I was watching the the game. Um, on my phone, which was hard. It's very hard, especially you, when you, you t- have astigmatism and you're over the age of 45. But way, if you zoom in, way over. <laughs> but if you get that phone like within an inch or two from well, also, your face, it is crystal clear. Also, says the guy. Says the guy is like, this is actually an iPhone six. It's not an iPhone five. It's an iPhone six. It's just a small version. It's upgraded. I don't like huge phones. No, yeah. I do not like huge phones. Yeah. So that's but funny. it is. Uh, but in the case, thirteen, just so we were a little confusing with that breakdown. So yeah, Dallas scores within the first six minutes of the game. Yeah, with a with a great transitional play that we got off of a goal kick. Or they got off a goal kick. I'm not we. <laughs> um, and Velasco puts it in the, um, through the legs of Herrera past McMath. So a really, really good goal. A typical goal from um, from our point of view because uh, we give RSL up those goals all the time. That's our Achilles. You know what I mean? It's like Ball Achilles pinging around. Ping, 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 ping. ping. But, yeah. but before you go on, ball. I just wanted to point out on that goal. The thing I was thinking about uh, Herrera was. This might have been the time you go in for the slide. <laughs> you know, we've got on him the last couple of times for going hard on the slide and giving up penalty kicks. Yeah. And then, and then this time he just goes with the flinch instead of the slide. Well, he does the turn. And I hate how defenders always like have to look away because they think they're going to get hit in the head. But, I mean, the, the probability of that happening is so low. You know what I mean? But I guess it only takes once, and then you flinch after that. <laughs> well, yeah, it does quite hurt, especially if you have glasses and you cut the inside of your eye. That's super fun. Yeah, I don't think anybody's playing with glasses on. I'm training again, so I'll, I'll, I'll be on there. <laughs> Cowards. I was, I was going to plan on just jogging across Harriman. Just like, oh, but, what's up, guys? And that's the funny thing. Velasco had, did not have a good game. He did not play well, but he scored the goal. And it's like, oh, The gosh. other thing, too, uh, during the game, uh, McMath did not have the best service. He's had a couple of games where 
He's had some really good service. Not not necessarily. Um, no, no. It's like he it's like we didn't know how to break out of the back very well. Well, I think I think the reason why is McMath's a lot like me. He just doesn't play well in blue. You know what I mean? <laughs> if if it's gray, if it's black, you know we're on top of our game. But if you put a blue on our shoulders, it's no, just it's out. We feel out of place. We yeah. feel like we don't know what we're doing. Gotcha. We we contemplate a lot of things. You know, I actually I bought a stupid car because I was wearing blue one day, and I was <sighs> like, you know, why Dude. am I doing this? Yeah. So why'd yeah, you, why'd you do that? Man? Our kryptonite's blue. It's not green. So <laughs> I feel for him. So after the goal, how was uh, Real Salt Lake's response? How do you feel about that? And the rest of the rest of the first half because it ended one uh, zero at halftime. I think we stepped up and played a little bit better, but I still think the first ten ish minutes, fifteen, we were getting dominated so on why, the ball and all over the the field. And I don't know why is that because that seems to be a theme. First half, second half. Last week it was the same thing. Second half, the other team comes out and puts pressure on. What is where's the disconnect there? Playing at altitude. Oh, get that out of here, man. <laughs> We're not playing it out. They should have the advantage because they aren't playing at altitude in in Frisco. Frisco. Yeah, I you know, I I think that it, it's you know, kind of the battle of wills and I think um that as we try to inflict our way of playing on other teams, sometimes it works, right? Sometimes our our method works and sometimes they push back so hard that it it breaks us you know what i mean and i i yeah i think right now i think right now tactically we are an immature team tactically i feel that you know when we have a a a plan or a solution to you know an attack we we're a little immature in our thinking we're we got new players we have we have a rotating bench i mean it just it feels like we are not fully committed to any plan that we do i mean the players not you know what i mean because realistically if we're having issues within the first 15 minutes of every single game that is something that we need to address and we need to get better at because we i mean unless this is all part of the tactic you know what i mean like hey we love to we're confusing everyone well, we like to we like to come back from behind, you know. We're we're the underdog, all that kind of stuff. So in order to be an underdog, we got to give up the first goal. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and it it's just very frustrating right now. And I think there is a little bit of looking over the shoulderedness. I don't know if that's mm-hmm. a t- real word. We can or make not. it. We can make it a word. Yeah, and I think that because the new guys are coming into the lineup soon. A lot of the guys are kind of watching over their shoulder to see if somebody's coming in, and maybe maybe they're they're playing a little hesitant because of that. But honestly, we were half a Ruiz kick away from winning this game. Honestly, uh, half of two Ruiz kicks. Two kicks. One of them was definitely um, below frame. The other one was on frame. That, yeah, the yeah, first the half you had save a, is the one I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. But the first half you had a great one that uh, that guy's setting up for a sick highlight. Like he's just like knocking on the door, man. Like he's got his foot down, so he's are, he's gonna have like closer. A, he's gonna have a stupid goal here in a sec. But I think I yeah. think I think realistically, we need to up the pace. I feel Real does so well in transition, does so well when we're speeding play up, and we just play too relaxed at the beginning. I really like that idea too. I what? multiple times throughout the game, I'm like. 
play faster. Go now. Like, play that ball up there. Even if it doesn't go through, if you're, you know, knocking a ball forward, it's keeping those center backs honest. It's making them make a run to the corner, right? Like, wear those center backs out. Matt Hedges is so comfortable, and he is such a good, consistent MLS defender, and he's always up for MLS Defender of the Year. Make that guy run. Make mm-hmm. him work. Make him work for every single – play the ball up to Cordoba with his back to Hedges and make Hedges run around the field, right? Like, put that guy through a workout. Like, get Tony Horton up there and P90X that guy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Absolutely. Love that. Great job, Tyler. Also, Tyler, don't agree with me again, okay? I disagree. Okay. I disagree. I feel like I should be able to agree with you whenever I want. <laughs> that Sorry. is interesting, too, because Cordova had the great run of goals. And what what was the thing that was opening up Cordova and usually opens up Julio is balls on the deck, right? Mm-hmm. All season they, they were... cut out a ton of balls in this game, though, right? They're, they're midfielders and, and guys in front. But go ahead. But, yeah, so finding those players with balls on the deck is more successful than lobbing. And I think they get a little bit complacent or they don't know what to do because put, the other team's putting a little pressure on them and they start lobbing balls instead of trying to figure out ways to, to play better. RSL plays better when they're playing faster. I agree with that. And also when they are um, more together, string and possess the ball for a little bit and uh, pass the ball around, shorter passes, and moving together forward, whereas they kind of fall into this habit of just hoping. Let the other guy do the work. Hoping. Spray and pray. Yeah, yeah. you just knock balls around and hope they go that, to good spots and but that is somebody the, does something cool. But is their Achilles heel? The teams that pressure RSL are the ones that usually have a, a little bit more success against RSL, Right. You saw them, it seems the last few games, the MO has been to beat the crap out of Miram, right? Because he seems to be the one of the keys to RSL's attack and being dangerous. And so, like in this game... Tomasi was trying to mark him out. Well, I don't, I don't think it... He was on the... Miram was on the ground a ton. They were being a lot more think, physical. I don't think that was the case. I think what causes us to have issues is press that's it like when they when they press we are very very quick to make mistakes you know fc dallas played really really high a couple other teams against us played really really high and we start to we start to falter and we, we lose our confidence quite um quite literally so i think that's our biggest issue is being comfortable on the ball knowing that you know you have open players to pass to because fc dallas had two guys up on the box every goal kick every you know i mean like they were they were on us the back four was not comfortable herrera was running around quite a bit glad was even shifting over and playing outside a bunch of times i feel that we are just a little too immature at the moment i I think that's a great assessment because thank you you. i stayed up all night watching (laughs) (laughs) you could say the same thing uh for pablo right coaching is he's still trying to figure out what, how he wants his teams to play, right? Yeah, you're not born great. So you know I think I mean? that is a great question. Nobody, how would you describe RSL's style, offensive play? They're not playing the diamond like they used to, right? How would you explain it? Um, 
Oh, it feels like, like, like a like a preteen. It feels like we're missing our captain. Honestly, right? Like, and let's let's say that for what it is, Krylock is well, our captain, and and it feels like we're missing him. Be, I mean, I like this the way Silva leads. I like the way, um, you know, Ruiz has stepped up, but it's still not like they're fully our leaders. And Miram too, right? Like he's the elder statesman on the team, but I know at, at, at times it's like, where's the leadership? And and I think that's why because the captain's there. I mean, he's still the captain, but he's not See, on the field. Like so, I think that that is the that immaturity we're talking about. Yeah, and I think that's a great point. And I don't know if it has as much to do with Krylock, who is a great leader, or the fact that there isn't a player of Krylock's caliber in the midfield, which has been uh, a Missing. big Achilles heel for Real Salt Lake all season. You know, so I took a break from watching RSL when we um, when we got Krylock, and so I don't. I, I've only watched like highlights of him and stuff. So I don't really have this big of an attachment to him. This mm. probably doesn't sound good, but you know it's the way I feel. Um, I I I don't feel that Crylock is our our Jesus, as you would say. Ferrera? No, Jesus. Um, he's not our saving grace. I I I honestly feel like after that Toronto game, I was like, this is the guy that's supposed to be our amazing. <laughs> and it's not just that one situation, but it was like. This doesn't make any sense to me. Like, I don't want to put all my eggs in one basket for this person. You know what I mean? Like, it requires a team. It doesn't require one single captain. And, you know, we've we've done so well overall. But Without him. we are not good at adapting to change very quickly. You know what I mean? It takes us a couple games to fully understand what's capable with the change. And we do really well. But I feel that there are still some holes, and I just don't like thinking this whole, like, oh, yeah, when this person comes back, this is going to be great, or when this happens, blah, 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 it's like, okay, great. Well, if that's the case, you know, let's just be fans next year. Let's let's, (laughs) let's be fans of RSL next year, because our homeboy Crylock, Bobby Wood, all these amazing players that are going to take us to, you know, fourth place in the MLS standings. That's the way we need to go. And well, it's just and very frustrating and annoying. No, no, no. I, I, I think there's some uh, good stuff behind that because I think as we uh, kind of piece this team together, pushing towards the playoffs, we're looking at it and we're going, it's a good team. It's a playoff team. It's a great team. But it's not an MLS Cup winning team at this point. Neither was the time that we took the MLS Cup. You know what I mean? We yeah. did. We were. We were not supposed to win a cup. Right. Ever. Well, 2009, <clears throat> when they did win the cup, that's a great team. That roster is better than this roster. Disagree. Mm, Fully disagree. So, hundred hundred thousand disagree. But the point is, they are. They were. They be. Perhaps a better way to point out is that they became a better team than this team. 2009, they won the cup. 2010, they were incredible. 2011, 2010, 11. That RSL team that uh, almost won the CCL, yeah, the champions, arguably right? one of the greatest MLS sides ever. I think they only gave up like ten goals the entire yeah. season. I think it was eleven, but I think you're right. Yeah, like that team was so good defensively. Yeah. So how? So here's the thing too. Olave, that team. Borchers. How long? 
how long were they together? It took them two or three years. So Exactly. Two, I, and I think we have done a great job of pointing this out all year, that this is not an MLS Cup winning roster on paper. Doesn't mean they couldn't win it. They made it to the Western Conference Final last year with the same similar lineup. But keeping things in perspective and just enjoying the season, which doing this podcast has made this season incredibly enjoyable for me watching just watching the games and appreciating um, them everyone as they come so and reminding ourselves that yeah this is a team in in progress of becoming an mls cup winning side they are only a couple of players away it seems like especially in the midfield one or two players in the midfield and a striker that can find the back of the net or a team of strikers that can consistently <laughs> be given opportunities to find the back of the net. And, and, and see, I, I, I like that because we create a lot of chances. We don't have that, you know, finisher. We, we, we get somebody in front of goal and we hit the post. We kick it where the keeper's going to get it. I mean, even Ruiz in the second half, and, and maybe we – are we even calling halftime? Yeah, let's, let's get even, to halftime. Are we to do that? Yeah, or? whip out that Fox 40. Yeah. It's right there, whistle, whistle. Go for it. Is that what it's called, Fox 40? Yeah, Fox 40. Oh, that was, wow. gra- that was great. I don't no, 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 no. Don't, no, don't no, wake no, people no. up. Oh. It's too oh, early no, in the morning. No, no. Uh, people. So, so, yeah, I think that's oh, the nice. point. Of, better. So, first half, RSL gives up their um, traditional early goal. And then they—it's like uh, slapping a champagne bottle on the back of a ship, you know. It's just—it's just, it's just it what takes we do. Some class and some consistency. Welcome, welcome. They welcome the other team to the game with a goal. Yeah. And then it's they nice. wake up, fight back, and didn't give others some opportunities. FC Dallas had some opportunities, but so did Arsenal. And we go into halftime one nothing with our club that is learning how to be an MLS Cup side. Well, here, here's my concern, um, and, and it wasn't from this game, but like an overall perspective since we're at halftime. Um, looking at our record, we're good at home. We are really, really good at home, and we're not good on the road. We're 3, 6, and 5. So if we're talking about wins, only 3, right? And then 6 losses. 6 losses. And five ties. So, out of all the points available on the road, we have five ties and only three wins. And a couple of those losses were like Vancouver, Kansas City. A lot of self-inflicted pain. Yeah. Like, dang it. So, for me, that that's, that's where we should improve, is just those moments Right, and if if we can lock that down a little tighter, I think would would make a huge difference. Well, in that's our that's usually the process, right? You learn to win, you learn to win at home, you gain confidence. When you start figuring out how to win and get a results on the road, that's when teams start to get get better. Well, so there's the whole some, there's something to be said about a like a cohesive team because. When I would play back in the old days, you know, as a center back for um, high school, I'm just kidding. Um, there was, when you're on a team, there's something about understanding the ultimate goal. You know what I mean? Like when something happens and you are a real cohesive team, 
you all have the same thought process. You know what I mean? They're like, okay, now we got to do this. And it feels like whatever you're doing, your team knows you're doing that and you know what your team's doing. You know what I mean? And it feels like with what we have right now is we don't have that cohesive, same thought process. And that's that could be attributed to what we do at practice. You know what I mean? We're not... I mean, we might be doing drills and we might be doing all this stuff, but you know what I mean? We need some we need some team bonding to get us to where they're all going to react the same way. You know what I'm saying? Because it trust feels... Trust falls. <clears throat> yeah, trust <laughs> falls. Go out in the woods, do your thing. But it's like, you see, there was a couple of times in transition where, you know, Miriam got the ball and he was heavily motivated. You know, he's hustling. He's going up there. Cordova's up there with him. And then Miriam does his awesome cutback to give him space. And then the other three guys that could be up there aren't up there because they're not on the same <laughs> wavelength yeah. as Miram. And, that, and that's super frustrating. That just shows us that they're, they're not fully together on, uh, what's it called? Like on a wavelength level. You know what I mean? They're not a hive <clears throat> mind yet. Yeah, we need to be a hive mind because that's really when you know that a team is a team. Well, and I think that in spurts, we, we find that. Like, there were a couple of times when Miriam found Savarino that way, cut back, and then Sava filled into the space, which yeah. is, I think, where we want him, <clears throat> by and large, is in that underneath the striker thing. <clears throat> but if if Cordoba can't occupy both center backs, then one of them's going to fall in with Savarino and be right there with him, which happened a fair amount as well. So I think that's why um, the, the plan wasn't quite working Right, and I think that's why we went to our subs in the 62nd minute. Well, let's give out uh, some orange slices. Any? Uh... Are you doing that? Why are you doing that? No, was, that was previewing. Oh, that was previewing. previewing. Oh, okay. I that wasn't. Was, I wasn't diving that into That was like it. only yeah. open up the present like halfway and be like, oh, new Nikes. That was, no, it's just undoing back. the bow. No, oh, yeah, undo the bow. Building anticipation. It's a dog. Where are the holes? No, just kidding. Building anticipation. But I think one thing to remember, this is all I agree with what we've been saying. But if we're talking about this a year from now, then then there's probably some issues in Pablo and the team has. If they haven't figured it out a year from now, then because there's all the transition, all the crap last year um, with uh, the tactical genius uh, who is leading uh, Seattle away from the playoffs. Good job, Freddie. Um, Yeah. Yeah, we do. <laughs> and the new Garth ownership might be on his way out of Seattle as well. The new ownership has only been a few months. I mean, um, so I think this might be the preview. They're they're all taking a deep look. This is what we have, and I expect some big changes in the off season. Maybe some investment, in new players, but just trying to keep perspective, which I think we've done a good job so far. So halftime, orange slices. Anyone deserve orange slices? Do we have to give them out? I guess they fought back. Yeah, they, I think we did pretty well. I, I think Glad does a good job organizing the back and keeping things running well. Um, I, I didn't love his one touch to the other team. But, oh, yeah, that was... but, you know, it got blocked. So, I mean, technically it's not his like fault. Brody covered him, and you know, but still the goal uh, wasn't, wasn't great. But I, I guess I'll go with uh, Glad. I love to give my chocolate orange slice to Herrera for not blocking that goal. 
Uh, the one you got on clearance? <clears throat> the one I got on clearance that was still on there at Kmart. Can you this, believe this that? There's still a Kmart out there? They're st- oh, you're supposed man. to give an orange slice to we, someone we that you think oh. did a good job. We get them at Sprouse Rice. Oh. <laughs> not the yeah, chocolate one from Sprouse Rice. Um, Sprouse Rice. <clears throat> I gotta this say, is an old podcast now. You know, real old real quick. I've, I don't think I've ever given an orange slice to Ruiz, but I would like to give it to Ruiz. Um he is watching watching the quality of his passes and his movement and then also his shots on goal he's he's getting to a higher caliber and it's kind of nice cuz i'm trying to picture him becoming a morales which isn't going to happen but i feel like we need somebody like that and if ruiz can develop his weapon a little bit more that's going to allow us to be more like free in the midfield and i'm super excited for it and this game is showing that he's you know he he has potential he's still a little young but i'm really impressed with him yeah you know maybe he can be like the javi morales mixed with the uh the angry argentine you know who i'm talking about brant they all kind of came together there was a three argentine move fabian Fabian Espindola. Espindola. Uh, and I then there was, the, then there was Matias there was... Mateo, who came with him as well. There was three of them, wasn't there? Yeah, he, he's the one who played center back. And, and he went back. He lasted a season and he went back. Yeah, because he lost his starting job. But Yeah, they were supposed to save the club. They did, essentially. Yeah, they did, yeah. I mean, to, to some degree. So if we can get Ruiz to play like a hybrid of those three players, I think we're, I think we're good. <laughs> yeah, and I think he's well on his way. I've been really impressed with him. My uh, orange slice, I'm going to give it to Herrera. I thought, minus the goal, you know. Because I did. I, 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 thought did he, I, I thought he had a better game than if he played. He, if he wasn't so, you know, tunnel vision on the ball, gave a quick, you know, shoulder look, that's a different situation. You know what I mean? He's going to pick that guy up because he had no idea he was there. He was not paying attention to him. That was my biggest gripe. It was like, you're outside. So what is your goal? Paying attention to anybody outside of you. Yeah, and to be fair, I mean, he was the only person on that side of the field. Minus. Everybody else was clumped all together on <clears throat> oh, the other yeah. side. It was like I little kids. Well, because Silva and Glad shifted over. Sorry, we're talking about the past. Uh, Sorry. Hey, go ahead. Don't talk well, about the past, asking, you know, Maybe I didn't give him all of it, a piece of it, most of it, but I thought okay, he had a better on. game. I thought Herrera, after the goal, had a better game than he's had in a while and i thought he was very active and i like and a lot more confident and i liked seeing that and he got forward a lot more yeah delivered on the assist and so. we need that from him he's got such a good clean long ball so yeah. we need that so herrera i gave as a confidence boosting orange slice good herrera. look at that there you yeah. go so second half anything <laughs> that's at the end I know they There's just do one, one whistle, whistle to start. To start oh, it's, you know. it's just you know it's it's yeah, like it's Morse code. It's dot dot dash. That's what it is. It's a okay, dash. Gotcha. Dot, so dot, we should dot. start with uh, SOS when we start the halves. Now, just, to as we start the second half, I'm going to get on the the referee, which in this get case on was Remy Touchon. Remy Touchon. Okay. And he called in oh, a fairly hold on, hold on. well. Fu- I need to cut you off because I know this is going to be super serious, and mine's not. Okay, so. The guy, though, beautiful, beautiful haircut. 
very <laughs> impressed with his haircut. It was very nice, light little. You know, it wasn't it wasn't a skin fade, but it was a low low high fade. So really well done. Shout out to his barber, probably Miram's homie. But anyways, sorry. <laughs> back to Remy Touchon. So if we just look at the end of the game fouls total, in a fairly even, fairly clean game, it was 13 fouls on us and eight for them. It, it seemed like it should have been more balanced than that, honestly, based upon how the game went. Well, did you see Chang's uh, yellow card in the first half? Yeah, that was ridiculous. That didn't make any sense to me. Yeah, no, I agree was there. Really I, did not, I did not get that yellow card. That was totally him ducking down. To, while Chang was jumping up for the ball, like there was, it was totally clean. There was no, there was no foul play there. Yeah, that that should have been. I mean, even if you call that foul, it, where's the yellow? Yeah, like the where's the endangering the safety of the opponent? Where's the dangerous play? Yeah, he pulled out of it, but the yellow that just didn't make any sense. The, to me, that's um, you were bigger than him. <laughs> it's a yellow. I got that yellow a fair amount. I'm kind of a big dude, but. You know, I got that. You get that yellow, right? Just well, because the other guy was scared. I, I was just going to make that point. I didn't know how to make it, but you just pointed it out. I do think that um, there is that factor that plays in the size of the players. And FC Dallas has quite a few um, shorter, smaller, diminutive players. So they kind of get the Diego Chara effect where. They, Gosh, I hate that name. Oh, man. Well, this it's it's that that's the thing though, right? The smaller player usually gets the benefit of the doubt because the bigger player, um, I don't know if that's just is a, big, is big. <laughs> and I don't if, know if that's just and if the little player runs nature. into the big player and falls over, it's, it's, it's a foul. It's, it's kind of so like, weird. It's kind of like the little brother always gets the way out by the parents. Like, quit hurting your little brother. I'm like, he just pile drive me in the face. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> he just ran into me he, and he's jumped off the top than you. He doesn't me, know. And then he fell, falling off of me, and I didn't even touch him, and he hit the ground, and I didn't know. I swear, I didn't but, do it. Yeah. I, overall, I have four little brothers as well. So oh, you do? Like, yeah, nice. So. Never had any. Uh, yeah. Overall, I thought he had a Remy had a pretty good game. I mean, it was... Now you're there just were, picking it. You're just striving for anything. No, I think he threw it four or five times, and he was like, no, dude, that's not even a foul. And he's like calling. Yeah. It was whistle happy to so, me. Yeah, that's what what scared me was the whole yellow card on Chang. I was like, no, yeah, no, no, no. If this is if it's sure. going to go this route, then we're we're destined to tie this 1-1. One, one. And guess what happened? 1-1. One, one. We were destined. One of the things, too, in the second half that we could talk about Last week, the subs, the we kind of blamed the game last week on the choices for that Pablo made uh, in his subbing pattern. Yeah, right? putting kinda, up forwards out at wing. Yeah, it, it mm -hmm. kind of that <laughs> those decisions kind of cost us the game. Whereas here, there's a you could probably give a lot of credit to Pablo for the changes that he made that made uh, the difference in the game because RSL. Had a much better second half. You yeah, wanna, who, who came on in the subs? Right? So uh, Chang came out. Uh, he looked a little gassed. You he could did, tell. Yeah. Uh, Ruby Rubin came in for him in the 62nd minute. Uh, Julio came in for Cordova. Um, and then a little bit later, uh, Luna wait, wait, came wait. in for Miram at 68 yeah. minutes. So at 62, though, that shift, I was like, oh, no. He's putting Luna or he's putting in Rubio. And he's putting in Julio, Julio, and he's going to play him on the wings again, and and it 
backfired last week, but this week he put them at striker, which is where they belong in my hundred percent, hundred percent. Put them up top. Don't give them defensive responsibilities on the wing. Like, mm-hmm. put them up top and slide Sava out. And I think that's when things got a little better, right? I fully agree. I felt we were more threatening uh, going as forward. a team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then. Then Luna and uh, did we do a double sub then, or was that just one? Luna that was came just one. Uh, he came over in the second. What, what do they call them? Like brackets? Because you can only sub certain times now. Yeah, sub you windows or whatever. Five yeah. subs in, and three. The thing sub I like windows. about it is three windows, like the old days where you had three subs, three windows. Halftime doesn't count as a window. Okay. Yeah. It's you can stop the game three times to sub essentially. Hmm. So if you sub at halftime doesn't count you can still sub three more times in the second half or total mm-hmm. and there's always a sub for uh injury right there is a sub if you have a concussion sub someone gets a player gets a concussion you can sub out and sub someone in for the concussion but i believe the other team also gets an extra sub to match your sub mm. or they can sub at the same time or something well they get the answers a stop so if you had if you had used your five subs and someone gets a Head concussion injury. yeah you can sub in another player but then they can too they would all if they'd used all their subs too they get the they get six subs too mm. so if you're going to added time and extra time and all that stuff that that plays a big factor but it used to only be three i kind of like the five thing i do too i was I, surprised i like it yeah i was surprised that i like it as much as i do well, it gives it because before it was like, oh, they're only going to sub maybe two because they're always saving one just in case something bad happens. Yeah. But now it's like we can change the entire dynamic of the entire game. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think you, we sound like with the EPL last year, I think they are three, but I think they went to five this year as well. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think it's it's added to the game. And I love the fact that it's only the three windows. So it's the same essentially as it was before. But a couple more players are allowed to come in and perhaps have an impact on the game, which the subbings, the subs that the Huli or Pablo did in the second half uh, were beneficial. Agreed. But it also gave us it gave us fresh legs um, on the counter too, which was really nice because that was our problem in the first half. We weren't getting up the field and and getting back on defense. Uh, when Miriam gets tired, he either camps on D. Um, or he camps on offense. <laughs> he, he's not. He doesn't get up and back as much. And so I, I love that Luna did that. He got up and back and and played well. I thought. I thought Luna did really well. Uh, a lot of people are really high on him, and I think he kind of showed in this match his his value. Kind of gets me is like we know that Ruiz is going to hit that shot on frame. We mm-hmm. know that he's going to pick out a corner and clock it right there. So. We really didn't have people crash in the box. Like Miriam got a goal like that earlier in the season. I think um, somebody else has a goal on a follow up just like that earlier in the season. And it was just like he hit it and nobody was there. Tomasi was there. He 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 knew what was happening. He came in and cleared it out. Uh, but the white shirts were all two steps behind instead of trying to crash the box, thinking. He might get a hand on it. I might get a tap in, you know, kind of a thing. I was a little back. disappointed in the effort yeah. on that. And that goes back to what we've been talking about, becoming a hive mind and mm-hmm. being ready for those things. Because to that point, it's only been recently that uh, 
Pablo's been putting the ball on frame earlier in the season. He was, he was <laughs> yeah, in the orbit. So I'll, I'll cut him a you little field slack. goals versus you know, and that's yeah. that's why I'm patient with him. You know what I mean? Because he's he's made a lot of progress from the beginning of the season. And so yeah, so let's get to the goal. I mean, RSL they after the especially after the the subs um, were much more dangerous and seemed to take control of most of the second half. Over to the side. Yeah, and then Sava does a good thing. He 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 sees he can't really do what he wants to do, so he cuts. He makes a run. You know, he 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 plays the ball into Jasper, and then he makes a run down the guts. And everybody's like, "Oh, he's gonna kick it to Sava. He's making this run. Guard him." But they kind of weren't standing close to Julio, and and uh, the ball came out to Aaron, and boy, he knocks it right into where Julio is, and he just got enough separation. He wasn't. You know, he was standing next to two guys over six feet tall, but he still jumped up and won the ball because it was a really, really well-placed cross. And I think Aaron Herrera, after the game, was asking about um, how it felt to finally get an assist this season. <laughs> He's like, well, I've been sending the ball in, and we finally got somebody uh, <laughs> to get on the end of my crosses. So, Is that what he said? Yeah. Dude, that's so, awesome. Uh, paraphrasing, oh. but something along those lines. It's like, where's Tamir, man? <laughs> he finishes those. You know what I mean? And and that's that's the downside of the way we're set up for Aaron's skill set, right? Like, he can play those balls in consistently, right? It's just the end result that well who knows maybe this moose is a guy that can get on the end of some headers yeah he maybe he's good in the air some of the best guys that head are not tall you know what no. i mean like some of the best headers are not tall so yep. that's true and julio's yeah. found you know he's done a, a great job uh finding balls on his head and getting into the goal too and i think cordoba has a header goal for the year just one two he might i don't know maybe I can only remember one off the top of my head, but but yeah. But that's what I love. That was great in the air, though. Yeah, what I love is that RSL after they get this goal, it was just like all cylinders go. You know what I mean? It wasn't like okay, one point on the road, we're good, and that and yeah. that's what that's what ruined us before is the fact that like okay, it's one zero, we're up. Let's put five defenders in the back. Let's put the guy who hasn't played yet right in the dead center where every, all the attacking is. Um, good uh, foresight there. But um, <laughs> it, it felt like we were not wanting a single point. You know what I mean? Like we want to win. And that's that's when I like to – that's when I like RSL. That's that's why I like this team way more than any other team in the past because it, it felt like if it was tied, that's the end of the game. You know what I mean? It could yeah. have been in the 45th minute, and it's 1-1, and be like, okay, well, we got one point, and that was the way RSL played. So that was one thing looking forward to that I'm really excited after this game. It was the fact that we're on the road, and we're not being defensive-minded when it's 1-1. Yeah, we, we kind of went for it, and I, I like that. We, we ended up with a few more chances and a few more, you know, close really, calls. Really good chances, yeah. Yeah, and... Almost pulled it off, but yeah, you know Dallas Ultimately, is a good team. Yeah, I think uh, for the most part in the second half, RSL pretty much dominated. D FC Dallas did have a few chances, I think, in the uh, seven minutes of stoppage time. Mm -hmm. but, they got really close on goal, but for the most part, um, two pretty evenly matched teams. I mean, one zero victory for FC Dallas in Salt Lake, and then a one one draw here. 
in uh, in Frisco, but I do think that was um, kind of exciting mm-hmm. and uh, something to be positive about. And we'll see how they translate that into the home game against Minnesota on Wednesday. So before we dive into Minnesota, can we take a sec and, and break down the standings? Yeah, let's do that. Okay. So RSL right now sit in sixth place with 27 games played. A minus one goal differential. These are all important because they're all tiebreakers and stuff like that. So goal differential out of the top seven teams, we're the worst. Portland is at zero in their eighth. And, uh, you know, then it's Vancouver at minus 17, which, again, took four points from RSL. Um, (laughs) Still bothering me. Um, Then Seattle at zero goal differential down in 10th place um, with 27 games played as well. 33 points so they're only six points behind us so honestly we still need points um nashville won on the weekend and they won like four zero because the other team got red card so uh cavallini you know yeah back of the neck stomp went crazy Uh, like what are you doing dude anyway that was weird if you if you want it there's your homework go look that up but uh, Nashville jumped us uh, into fifth place, tied on points, but with there's one game. I don't like the game in hand reference. I don't think that it means they've played one more game than we have. So we still have a game to play. Hmm. And, and this, this I just would think have my been... nose for goal you know, <laughs> on that one just kind of goes, game in hand. That's you don't why. Know game uh, in hand. It's one does of the that push. Your gears? Like, what? Anyway. Well, that's why this game was so important. If RSL had been able to nick the three points, they would have been one point behind Dallas and still with two more games to play than Dallas. Dallas has played two more games than RSL. They played 29 and we played 27. Yeah, and they're sitting on 43 points. So in two games, if we win and tie, we're, we're on even ground with Dallas. But that's, it. that's an if. If, because they have a slightly better, easier schedule than RSL does down. And a higher goal differential. They're positive seven, so would have to win five, six, and then tie. Don't worry. We're going. <laughs> I don't know. You're like, and to that, you know, LA's played one less game, and they're two points behind us. So if they get a victory, right. they could drop us down to seventh, that last playoff spot. The thing with Portland to remember is that the first uh, – tiebreaker is wins in major league soccer not goal differential Hmm. so and they have two less wins than us so if we get a couple more wins it's going to be hard for portland to catch us on wins um if if we're tied at points then we would go and la already has 11 wins so they're ahead of us in the win column yeah Yeah. so rsl's probably going to be fighting for five six or seven and it's going to be tight we probably need to pick up 10 points well, in minute, we play Minnesota midweek, and last time we played Minnesota, their DPs went nuts on us, if you remember. Rain also. Yeah, and, and Amaria, and, you know, like, it, it was it was not good. But we battled back after being down 3-0 to come back 3-2. So if we can take this the that half of the game, you know, And Minnesota on has been on a tear. I think they've won 7 of 9 or something like that. Yeah, they've been playing really well, and that's why they're third in the – in the West right now um, with an even road record and a slightly better home record, but they, they've been progressing and getting better throughout, but they haven't had a lot of games at altitude. So 
We'll see what that do on Wednesday in a midweek game. So maybe they'll rest some of their stars. That's what a lot of teams like to do is they'll they'll put in their hustle guys and then they'll bring on their skill guys with about 15, 20 minutes to go and see if they can break that, the game. That could be interesting because RSL plays Minnesota on Wednesday. Minnesota plays FC Dallas on yeah. Saturday, so... They've got three games right in a row, right? They've us and then Dallas and then Portland, right? I mean, so pretty much from here, we're playing Western Conference opponents the rest of the yeah, way. Yeah, right? I think I mean, the only other team RSL plays is the Roonies. Oh yeah, we got to play. We got to play Ochoa. So if if you're looking at it, the schedule, you might want to. Well, I guess they could say RSL's behind us. We want to get to three points on the road, or do they want to uh, be be ready and uh, with a full roster, full lineup for, uh, Dallas. for Dallas at home. So that would be my guess. So it, it it could play well for RSL. So if I was RSL, if I was Pablo, I'd put my A team. I would do everything I can to get three points on Wednesday. And then if I got to rotate players at LAFC, um, go in there and play. Because LAFC, they've lost two in a row. They just got absolutely blitzed by. If we're talking about, oh, yeah, it's that in was Austin? interesting in Austin. Yeah, oh, yeah. it was it was they brutal. Got blitzed four to one, and it wasn't even that close. No, wasn't it like three zero in the first half or something? It was like four zero, I think. Yeah, four zero in the first half. Yeah, I think Austin got in their heads. They kind of went in with the if we it was can't in beat you, we're gonna punch you mentality. You know. So some other mm-hmm. scores uh, on Friday: Austin, LAFC, four to one. Portland on a – you want to talk about horrible officiating. Um, we haven't had uh, too much of that in RSL games, as we've kind of noted every week. But that penalty call in uh, Portland against Seattle, oh, you have to look this up. Oh, it was an air ball. It was like he, he went to get him, and then he missed, and he pulled back, and then they called a penalty. And you're like, what? That The ball wasn't even near him. And they didn't even VAR it. I mean – Yeah, that was almost as bad as the Cincinnati – offside at columbus right like the guy yeah. was like past the last defender by a full body length and they didn't call him offside and they didn't review it but don't really care because then you know, they beat seattle two to one but we still have to play cincinnati as well they're still on the oh, docket okay. for and then uh, other scores minnesota took apart came back i think they're down one nothing two to one win over houston the red bulls beat brand miami three to one cincinnati two to two tie was uh columbus Philly just took apart. That team is, they've scored six goals like two or three times. Gosdog no, is like on fire, man. Uh, six over the crap at Chicago. Lost to Toronto, two to zip. Kansas City beat San Jose, one nothing in Vancouver. Got blitzed 3 nil by Nashville. And then on Sunday, the Roonies got beat by Atlanta, 3-2. to two. And if you watch that game, Brooks Lennon, to me, was the MVP. He he came down. He he had both of the last assists were just Brooks winning the ball and then playing it into the six and Joseph Martinez heading it home and the other guys heading it home. Like, yeah, he's had. Yeah, he's he got injured earlier in the year. I think he was out six to eight weeks. Yeah, with uh, he's just getting back. But yeah, man, he was making the DC Roonies look just like they couldn't keep up with him. You know, so well, he, even before he, the injury, really well. Brooks was really a standout yeah. on that Atlanta team. Orlando two to one over NYCFC, FC, FC, 
in, that the, was in a thunderstorm, man. They, yeah, in the first half, it just started coming down. I was watching a little bit of that. They were, I was like, the ball's not rolling. That's one of the key components of playing a soccer game, guys, is that the ball can roll. Oh, Anyway, it didn't look good on the pitch. And a game that we saw a little bit of, uh, my wife got a picture of it as we were flying over Foxborough <laughs> to that stadium. Um, New England lost to LA Galaxy. Thanks, New England. Come on, man. Oh, man. Where are you at, Bruce? All, after all we did for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, that was, he, was, he was getting us back for the game in New England. I, I guess. Something. So we talked about uh, this Wednesday, uh, 7.30, RSL against Minnesota. Hopefully we that team that came out in the second half. At home. Be interesting to see which lineup do they go with. Yeah, yeah, I'm interested too. Do they go with the second too. half lineup, or I, they go? I'm, I'm kind of hoping that he only makes one or two changes to, for this game, um, but I, I, I just don't think you can go with the same lineup with five games in, you know, two weeks. And maybe to Brennan's <laughs> point, you give Miram a break mm-hmm. and have him sub in for Luna. Give Luna a start. We gotta, we gotta pull our resources to just. Give a little, you know, a little note to Pablo and be like, four three three, just, just don't four three three, just, just a four three three on the next one, guys. Four three three, You know what I mean? So that way, we just need to try it. I mean, we're so close. Subtle hints. I don't get it. That's dude. what we need to chant in the stands. Four three three, <laughs> Pablo. Four three three. <laughs> Here at the right. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and then at the weekend, we've got LAFC. So, is that on Saturday or Sunday? Sunday. LAFC and Real Salt Lake, 8.30 kickoff. So, it's LA 7.30 and our time, 8.30 kick on Sunday night. So, yeah, Wednesday, Sunday. Can we do the crumb, Come On Crawley update? There you go. Um, we, report, uh, we talked with uh, Gary Smith, and we've started – um, talking about some other stuff. The World Cup is coming up, and we're building some brackets with uh, our friend from across the pond, Gary Smith. So be listening for those. You can find it on YouTube. We'll also be um, posting that interview with Gary. We we talk about uh, a couple of the first brackets, first groups, and make some predictions. And we're going to be building a bracket up to... Um, the start of the World Cup, and hopefully maybe do the same. Probably have a little competition to see who might have a... Uh, uh, do a giveaway, a maybe? giveaway around the World Cup. Um, we have a couple of giveaways. We uh, had our first giveaway. And it actually went to a real person. Like, a real person met us at the store. Brennan, uh, what was that guy's name again? Stephen Bacham. Stephen Bacham. He entered on... Instagram. Instagram. He uh, liked and chatted and post. friended the post. Yeah, sent uh, tag nine Tagging people. people left and right. Yeah. yeah. So we combined. We're real. Ed- it's a real, real giveaway. People did we get a picture? Get it. Yeah, yeah. We, we'll post that on the. Yeah, get me the picture. We'll post that and show the. We did get you the picture. But, you know, yeah, whatever. We, we sent fine, it, but, but it's fine, yeah. The group chat is. <laughs> it's dry. <laughs> group chat's a little dry. We took it right you in know front what, of the nice You know what it probably was? You didn't producer. see it because it was so small on your tiny phone. <laughs> Freaking <laughs> Zoolander phone over there. It's over there. <laughs> but, anyways. So, um, next segment. Oh, so we were talking about the Come On Crawley update. Uh, Crawley in the... They beat uh, 
the Fulham. Fulham, an EPL side. Yep. Not the full side, but in the uh, EFL Cup, the Carabao Cup, they beat them uh, two to nothing. And of course, after that, they took all that momentum to Rochdale and tied one to one. So, <laughs> so they're like sitting on two points now. They sitting on two points, they are out of the drop ties, zone. But out yeah, of the drop zone, they're let's not. Go. So oh boy, I, it could be a case where they have a lot of change, a lot of new players. They still have. They signed a new striker. The window is still open, so the team is going to look a totally different by the end of the season than they do now. They could be, it could have gone from all the excitement and, hey, we're going to get promoted to, hey, let's just not get relegated this season. Yeah. Because it is a two or three year plan to get by the new owners to get promoted into League One and then up until the, uh, the Premier League. Which reminds me. And then we will all have. A Premier League team because we can all follow Crawley all the way up, right? That's the goal. Mm-hmm. That's the plan. All day, baby. Yeah, I don't. Anyway, I, I saw I saw a new soccer movie slash, uh, I don't know, documentary. documentary coming out. Did you guys see this one with Ryan Reynolds? Wrexham. He bought a oh, team. Welcome to Wrexham. Yeah. So a lot of salty language. If you don't like language, don't watch that. Um, it's kind of like uh, the Arsenal one that's on Amazon Prime. Uh, lots of language in that as well, but it's Arteta, so most <laughs> most of the language is like Spanishized swear words. So it's kind of funnier. I don't know, but uh, yeah, there's and Wrexham is in the National League, which is one league below Crawley, right? And I think they they lost in the playoffs last year to yep. four promotion. Yep. So, but yeah, there's I love the 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 pyramid. I just love football. Sounds like a scheme though, if you say pyramid. Yeah, right? I mean, he's bought into a lot of those. Anyway, but I go ahead. I do have, uh, <laughs> could I interest you in a... Some oil? There's supplements. There's supplements. There's supplements. <laughs> so they don't have to be regulated by the FDA, so could kill you, could not. But anyway. Uh, anyway. So yeah, that was the Come On Crawley update. It should be an interesting season. Uh, and looking forward to, we're still working on uh, following up there. But we are, like we said, we, are, we do have some uh, World Cup episodes coming up. We want to find out uh, who... How you feel these are going to go? Because Brendan thinks Qatar Qatar is going to win it all, or at least or at to least get, out, get of, out of the group stage. Oh out. yeah, they're going to get out of the group stage. Yeah, don't it, you worry. If you go watch that YouTube video, you can go right to the part where Brendan starts talking about the corruption and the money and all that. I, I did mark that. You know, the, it's like live golf. You know what I mean? Like that's just sponsored by money. That's what it is. Qatar sponsored by money. Yep. Yeah. Good old Bone Saw Mickelson. Anyway. You know, and you know what? There's been better podcasts than this one for us, but also KSL has not <laughs> been ever better. That's that's the downside of them. That's very true. They will not I like get what better. You did there, economy had me at the first half. But yeah, then you we'll get brought better. me back on the second. Like we'll get that. better. They won't. Yeah, and we'll be around next year. And we have won't. a lot of upside, and they don't. They have no upside. <laughs> so um, enough of that. Um, so we do have an upcoming giveaway for September. We have. Uh, partnered with the team store and we're probably team store. the hall of fame store at rsl there's the team a, store it, it's it's hall almost of fame. as big as the hall of fame it, it is the hall of fame at rsl <laughs> the rsl hall of fame you can get all take home all team the, store we call them Sorry. the hoff team store the team store we're not going to tell you what it is just yet you have to pay attention but we have a big giveaway for september Whoa, uh, coming up because it's still not september but, dang it 
Still have days and days to go. But what was really cool it was they he got the guy got to pick uh, Stephen the guy who won he yeah. got to pick out his actual size he was an yeah. extra large so you it wasn't there. like a, a medium or a large he actually got an XL he got a scarf in. he got like really awesome socks he put that hat on yeah he got a super cool hat I mean like it wasn't like that it was just like hey you get a mug yeah it's it's really cool stuff team um, store was super cool about it let us take a picture <clears throat> in front of the big sign and the boombox yeah. and the background and everything Ooh, the boombox Ooh, i see what you're doing there big guy. little foreshadowing <laughs> yeah, little i gotta buy me one of those so yeah so pay attention to our upcoming uh, september giveaway uh, we'll let you know how we're going to uh do that giveaway and you there's gonna be may... some code words in there that we need uh so we'll listen to the podcast because this yeah. next one might be for the listeners only yeah, you know what I mean, it's gonna be what grind your gears or something. You have to like pick something <laughs> out of the grinding of the gears. Yeah, <laughs> or tweet that you hate the KSL app, something like that. <laughs> We're gonna make you get out there for this one. Mm-hmm. It is a great, great giveaway, great prize. So, stay pay attention for that. Uh, listen to us, like we said, listen harder. Uh, listen to us on all the social media apps. Uh, follow us, like us, rate us. We want to. Uh, get better, as we Swipe mentioned today. Right. Swipe right. Swipe right. <laughs> this uh, podcast is sponsored by Grinder. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, wait. That'd be fine. <laughs> I don't know if Brent knows what that is. Oh, I absolutely know what it is. <laughs> okay. Um, and we we uh, we are uh, a positive um, podcast, and uh, we we have positive moral values. Well, no, we we don't discriminate. We we are open we to don't. all fans except KSL Sports yeah. fans. Yeah, if you're a fan of KSL, <laughs> all of our anger and rage is directed towards KSL. Yeah, that, that one movie and Diego Chara. But we we we. Uh, it's just the way you say Chara. Diego well, Chara. some people say Chara, but that's those are the people so, that don't know how to pronounce it. So listen to us, and uh, like we said, great big giveaway coming uh, next month, um, and with that. I will say good night. Good night, Chicago. (laughs) See you, swine.